everybody. This is Dr. Alex Avila with Invincible You, where we learn how to live with passion, purpose, and power. Every week we talk about how to improve our finances, career, spirituality, relationships. And today we have a very interesting and dynamic guest, Anita Aguilar. She is a money mindset coach, entrepreneur, and host of Manifesting Money Podcast. She's a former makeup artist, salon manager, bartender, house painter, and she has dedicated her life to help students achieve financial abundance through the mastery of manifestation. Welcome, Anita, to the show. Oh, I'm so excited and I'm so grateful that you're patient with me uh, for getting on here. That's how I know it's going to be I a know. good episode. You didn't know how to use the old-fashioned methods, but we're, we're here, right? So that's the what counts. <laughs> now, you're not Latina, I think you said, background, Hispanic as well, and you've done a lot of interesting things with money manifestation. Yeah. And the, the idea of why do people have a poverty mentality? I always ask myself that. And you told me that you started out maybe with a little bit of that. Uh, you were a manager in um, a salon and then you ran across a woman named uh, Kathleen Cameron, who's a money coach. And you said she went from 30000 a month to 300000 a month uh, teaching this uh, these techniques. And you thought, wow, I want to learn that too. And you took one of her free courses. But then when it came to paying for the course, you were hesitant and you didn't do it. And I think you borrowed money and, and did something. Tell us about that story. How did you uh, get into this thing? Oh my gosh, it's such a, it's <laughs> Like a, there's so many things that happen in the background that when when I tell the material story, everybody's like, "Wow, that's so crazy!" You know, things just happen easily, and I'm like, "There was a lot of work that had to be done, but it wasn't necessarily the hustle grind that I was usually used to, like the masculine energy." And I just want to point out in your podcast, I just got done listening to your episode about reverse giving, and oh my gosh, I love it! I just love it because it all ties together, especially when it comes to money. Yes. Um, so long story short, I was actually coaching and mentoring makeup artists at the time. I was, I had courses online. I had some clients, but I was actually working again at that office job or yes. managing that salon because I wasn't making enough with my, um, with my course business. So I kind of started teaching a little bit about money mindset. Honestly, my podcast had nothing to do with makeup at this point, but I was still the makeup mentor podcast. Um, your makeup looks great, by the way. So, oh, yeah. thank you. <laughs> um, and then I, when I got introduced to Kathleen, again, there was a video that went viral. I actually interviewed her on my podcast and it sounded like I was trying to prove to her that I knew what she was talking about with law of attraction, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. manifestation. Like mm-hmm. she was teaching everything that I knew, yes. but she was living it. Wow. And when I seen that, It was kind of like I needed somebody to tell me, Anita, you're supposed to be coaching this. Anita, you're supposed to be teaching people this. And I was like, ah! (laughs) And the truth is, I actually had a lot of fear of teaching manifestation. I knew that I knew that I was attracting a lot of people about money mindset and manifestation. Um, And but again, I was so scared because I had a lot of subconscious beliefs about manifesting in general like i a lot of fear of saying i'm the co-creator of my reality you know not not putting trust in like the highest power and i was like okay if i'm really gonna do this i have to release this fear i have to step into this version of myself did you grow up uh some families you know especially immigrant families there is a little of that poverty fear of, uh, you know, either I lost the money or it's hard to make it. How did you grow up? Did you have a poverty or a success mentality with your parents? Oh, my gosh. Well, my dad, I like to say he's the master manifester. My dad can make money out of thin air. He'll come on vacation, come back. He'll do a job for like, I don't know, he's an electrician, so he just finds work everywhere. Um, But my dad was very the masculine energy. You know, dad goes to work. He's I got to pay the bills. Traditional style, yeah. 
Yeah. So there's, there's five of us kids at the house. Wow. So there's, okay. yeah. <laughs> so even though, you know, I knew dad, my dad was working and the fact when his absence, right, we knew that he's gone from this hour to that hour. It just developed the belief that I have to work super hard to make money, make yes. money, make money. Uh, okay. And then the fear and the scarcity came from my mom's yes. side. So right. my mom, um, so my mom and my separate, my dad were separate when I was growing up. Right. And it was mostly like, you know, we'd move from house to house. Oh, I need him. Can't get that. We don't have enough. Oh, right. you know, right. can't go on vacation right now. We exactly. don't have enough money. And so even though like we physically had money and we had material things, it was just the things that were being said over and over again that made yes. me believe that everybody else had more than what I had. Exactly. Yeah, that's called the money story or the money belief system. And we'll talk a little bit about that later. But yeah, as you know, or may have heard in Spanish, there's a phrase called uh, mucho trabajo, poco dinero. A lot of work, a little mm -hmm. money. <laughs> money doesn't grow on trees. You know, we, we hear a lot of stuff uh, programming uh, when we were younger, and it can affect your mindset. But somehow you broke free of this. Now, you're, you're 26 years old. You're, you're starting at a young age. And uh, you said that you did a, a TikTok video and one of your students uh, got a scholarship and she was really happy. And then I think you were dancing in the video. And then all of a sudden you <laughs> said you got a million hits. <laughs> so uh, how did that turn around? You, you, all of a sudden you got this huge uh, response from your manifestation. Yeah. That, that, again, that was when I was really stepping into, okay, I'm going to teach money mindset. Yes. So long story short, when the first video went viral, um, about me kind of just telling a manifestation story. I made a three-day workshop just teating people step-by-step -step process, charged $30 for it. I literally made it in 12 hours, guys. Like I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm just, you're in flow, right? Yes. And so um, I had the three-day workshop, it was kind of rolling. And then um, I borrowed money from my mom to join Kathleen's course. Uh -huh. And not bar not borrowed money. I had her apply for the loan for oh, me. Okay. I'm going to point that out okay. because it was such a difference. I see. Um, now, most kids may want a house or something, but you wanted self improvement, which is interesting. So you, right. had, a, you had a different mindset for uh, you know borrowing money. It, yeah, and that's the things that I think my biggest thing is that I just knew it was the right step. Like I knew it was a great course. I knew it was a good material, but it's more of just really staying with what I knew about manifestation and money mindset that if you already had the money and you would buy it, then find the money to buy it. Right. Mm -hmm. And right. so that was my mentality with it. And so when I paid the deposit with that, that loan that I got from my mom, that's when the video went viral. Ah. I've never even talked to that girl before. Mm -hmm. She wow. I've been watching my content. She never took any of my courses. Mm -hmm. She manifested all of this stuff mm -hmm. and I do edit it. And for the first time in my life, yes. uh, my sales went like ding, 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 wow. ding, ding, ding. Interesting. Okay. And it was yeah. just only up from there. I see. So I think you were saying the, the commitment is one of the keys to this law of attraction manifestation. You have to commit first, I think, you know, to buy the course or whatever it is you're doing. And then from there, results come. And the fear is what keeps you from doing it. Mm -hmm. uh, but you overcome that through faith. Uh, you know, as we say in the, my, I have another podcast, Love University. Love mm. University is where you love yourself, others, and a higher nature. So lo love is really the key because when you love something, it drives you to to do it despite the fear. Mm. That's that kind of the idea. Now, the other thing is you were talking about reversal, and you have a, a kind of a nice reversal. You say the key is to be, do, and have instead of have, be, and do. Mm -hmm. and if you break that down, it's interesting because the idea of being is that, you know, I'm being the person I want to be in the future, whether it's happy or loving or, or financially successful. And then that will... Motivate me to do and then to have. 
uh, you know, whatever that is, financial security or emotional uh, success. The other way that society does it is opposite. They say, first, I have to have. I need to have X amount of money, X amount of relationship. And then I want to do that. And then eventually I'll be that person. Tell us about that, uh, the whole reversal that you're working with. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's funny because uh, I've actually kind of been thinking from that mindset ever since I was a little kid. Like it was ingrained in me. I would just uh, be so creative and really get out of my own head. Um, And so I really thought from the mindset, if I won the lottery right now, if I had a million dollars in my bank account, what would I do? What would be different? Like physically in this moment, because a lot of people say I'd buy a house. And I'm like, I'm doing an interview right now. I'm not going to hop off the phone and go buy a house right now. Um, so really I just, I, anytime I was in a funk or I felt like I didn't have enough money, simply it was because I was playing too small. My mindset was only where my reality was. And so I would just think bigger. Okay. If I had a million dollars, what would I do today? And a million dollars isn't an infinite amount of money, right? So, but it made me stretch. And so all I did was manifest the money for the things that came up on the list. So for example, a trip to Tulum was like my, one of my past things. Um, and I had a a huge fear. I used to have a huge fear of going on vacation because I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's going to cost me money. It's going to do this. Um, and a lot of people think that when they have the money, they'll do those things. But then I got into a place where I I did physically have the money and then you get scared Mm. of losing it and you're scared. Oh my gosh. And that's, that's again, that's that low frequency and you're physically blocking money um, from coming to you when you're holding onto it and you're ordering it. Mm -hmm. And so once I got super clear on the fear, right? My fear is if I go on vacation, I won't have money. I just fit, flipped the belief. I said, okay, when I go on vacation, I make more money. And now every single time that I go on vacation, my sales go viral. <laughs> and it, it's simply because my subconscious mind, right. like I, I said it, yes, one, two, three, as many times as I could, but I, I believe it because I've seen proof. Yes. And now every time, like that's my new reality. So mm-hmm. again, people think that money's gonna change them. Money's, you know, the reason why things, um, are good or bad it's only going to amplify where you're at right now so if you're you're in this place of i need i need i need nothing changes when you have more money and that's why people who manifest even millions of dollars they sometimes they end up exactly where they started because the the core beliefs haven't changed exactly it's very powerful yeah the whole mentality of of, uh, how you see money and, and how it relates to you now the you talk a lot about the the law of attraction and we know that became very um, well known with the secret. And you know, even earlier we had prosperity authors ponder Hicks, uh, Napoleon Hill, and others. And uh, the idea that you know, you think about what do you think about, you attract. It could be a positive or it could be negative. Now there is one criticism to the law of attraction: is the idea that if you focus um, on negative, you'll get negative. However, let's say your friend is sick in the hospital, so you might say, "I'm not going to mm. go to the hospital because he's sick. I don't want to get the negative energy." Or even someone's mm. a little bit negative themselves. Instead of giving them advice, you pull away. So that could be a lack of compassion. So people mm. say that maybe that is a negative as well. So how do you see that part of it, the law of attraction and being around negative things? Can you be around negative things if you do the law of attraction? Oh, I love this question. It's so good because 
I never not believed in the law of attraction or manifestation. I just physically didn't understand it. Like it didn't make any sense to me. So that's why I became obsessed. I was like, I don't get how our thoughts create our reality, like how. And so when I invested in courses and coaches and material, I just wanted them to break it down and show me. Um, So essentially, again, what you said is that whatever it is, we focus on the most, we create more of, and we're attracting more of, because we're all operating at frequencies. Um, And once I became conscious of this, I was again, very scared to think anything negative um, or anything along those lines. But uh, I had to become conscious that it, it was the core subconscious beliefs that I have that are actually creating your reality. Again, I can sit here and watch a scary movie just because I, I seen someone get their house broken into. doesn't mean that there's somebody physically in my house. It's not going to manifest right. like that. Right. Um, and y- your positive thoughts are actually a lot happen faster than your negative thoughts because they're a higher frequency. And so a lot of times people are scared to think negatively, but what I tell my clients to do and what I've really learned for myself is that, okay, it's not about avoiding the negative thoughts. It's not about not thinking negatively because once you understand that you're already born at the highest vibrational state, you're already born all the way up here with peace, love, joy, excitement. And then we have these subconscious beliefs that bring us down Mm -hmm. and bring us down. You can't do that. You can't have that. You can't be that. They won't like you. It's all about really getting super clear on what the beliefs are, because even if you're you're masking it up with affirmations, you know, okay, nothing positive, you're just pushing it and it's getting deeper. And then again, you're attracting the things that you don't want because you're not really dealing with the root belief. And then, so again, I have them, what is the story that you're telling yourself? Because the story is what you're manifesting. And then again, just like I said, with the vacation example, just flip the story. Like even, even if the worst case scenario did happen, would you be okay? Would you be safe? Mm -hmm. And the answer is always yes. Mm -hmm. So that, that's what I do with that process. What I was really, what I was trying to get to is the idea of compassion for -hmm. those who are difficult. Mm -hmm. See, if you remember, you know, in the, in the spiritual books, they talk about uh, loving even your enemies, which Mm -hmm. is hard to do. And also being around people who are sick or even negative, but I mean, mm-hmm. to help them. So it's possible you need to rise to a certain, you call it vibrational level or a spiritual level where you're not as affected by their negativity and you can help them. Yes. Uh, and, and so it's just like you have a little barrier around you, you know, like you're, you're careful, uh, but also you're compassionate. Mm-hmm. See, that's kind of a, a fine line. It's a balance. Obviously, you don't want to be around negative people that are complaining a lot, but at the same time, maybe they need your, your, your you know, you, you listen to them at times. So that, that's kind of the fine balance. So I think that's something we need to develop uh, in terms of our, our development. I love that. I love that you said that because I feel, oh, it's 11-11 right now. Yeah, that, that's a huge message that I've been getting a lot too. I, I will say that I had to really tune out from everything for uh, my family for a couple months. Like I just yes. had to like get right. super clear on my beliefs. Right. And then I was able to mm-hmm. really sit from that place and like, okay, mm-hmm. Why are they upset with me? Because whatever it is, yes. they're the, like, I'm just a mirror for them. Yes. And so now I can consciously help them break it down. I'm not judging what they're saying. I'm like, okay. Uh, like, for example, my my dad was getting really upset over Thanksgiving about like, you know, they think that we are trying to impress them or that we're not good enough. And I was like, right where is this coming from? Mm-hmm. And it just got really, really deep. And again, if I, if I've never really did that work for myself, I want to be able to do it to other people and even see it. 
Yeah, especially those uh, closest to us. Sometimes they hurt us the most or we allow mm. that to happen. But I guess, you know, raising your level is the key. Now, one of the things uh, we look at research-wise is optimism is a very powerful law of attraction kind of phenomena. And they had, uh, this guy named uh, Wiseman did some studies on luck. He said the optimistic mm -hmm. people are often luckier in life. Uh, they win the lottery. They get the right relationship. They do good business investments because they're always looking for opportunities. Mm -hmm. uh, they could be waiting in line in a movie theater and they talk to the person next to them. They think, well, maybe I can make a friend or an acquaintance or maybe something more. Uh, the pessimist who thinks of negative say, I don't want to mind my own business. I don't want to get involved. So they're not open mm -hmm. to opportunities. And the other thing is that the optimists look on the right side of life. You know, they turn the, the, the lemons into lemonade, as they say. So they had this study where they actually uh, asked people, imagine you're in a bank and then walks in a robber and they shoot in the air and it hits you in the shoulder. Is that a good, is that lucky or unlucky? Mm, now, lucky. Oh, okay, you're talking lucky. Now, the pessimist would say it's unlucky because, you know, I was minding my own business and I got shot. The optimist would say, actually, that's very lucky because I could have been shot in the head and killed. And plus, I'm going to be on the nightly news and get free publicity for my business as a mm. result. So, so they're always looking to turn it into a positive. So have you seen that in your life? Are, are you an optimist, would you say? Oh, I'm the biggest optimist. Okay. <laughs> I love that analogy and that example. That is so beautiful. And I think it really is um, like if you don't already have that mindset, you can ingrain it. You know, I don't think it's something that we're like born with. I think it's like something that you're really adapted by with the people that you surround yourself with. Because yes. I've been in situations where I was a negative Nancy. <laughs> and then I've also been in situations where... Every, like I was the most optimistic and it was just infectious. Yes, definitely. Well, yeah, there's mood contagion. You're usually infected by people's mood, positive or negative. Mm -hmm. So you could be the one that brings the light in the room, the cheerfulness, and then you can, you know, positively uh, uh, make them feel the same. Now, the other thing is, uh, you know, law of attraction has a lot of interesting sub laws you may have learned about. Mm -hmm. One of them is called uh, the law of giving. Mm -hmm. Now, I wrote a book uh, called Invincible You that talks about a lot of these positive psychology principles. So I say, give what you want most to others. Mm. So if you're a lonely person or shy, I say, go to the room and find the loneliest person in the room and talk mm. to them and make them feel comfortable. And that's going to release your own loneliness to an extent. Or if you want money, you know, go out and give money to charity or homeless people. Reverses that, that tightness, the, you know, the fear that we have. Do you use that principle, the idea of giving what you want most? Oh, I love that. This is so beautiful. Yeah, I was when I was listening to your podcast, that was one of the number one things that I was like, yes, I get so excited, especially when it comes to money. And I will say that I, I had a, a deep rooted subconscious um, fear of giving. Mm -hmm. yes. So when I was a little girl, I was five years old. My mom gave $20 away to or she was tithing at church. Mm -hmm. And I was I was angry i was so mad i was like why would you do that if we don't have enough money because she always told me that we don't have enough yes. and it wasn't until i became conscious of that and i was like oh so this is a cycle that i've been creating my whole entire life and yes. <laughs> I, I shined light towards it and then i was able to not give because i not because i feel like i have to or anything like i, I literally just give with an open heart hmm. and i also give with um I have my clients go by a 10, 10, 10 rule. It doesn't specifically have to be like the, 
those numbers, but just these three things, saving money, giving money and spending money on yourself. So when it comes to money mindset, I have my clients, doesn't matter how much you give. It doesn't matter um, how much you spend on yourself or how much you save. It's just the action of doing those little things. Um, and a lot of people also have that same blockage with giving because they're like, oh, well, if I don't, if I give money, I won't have enough for myself. Mm-hmm. And so you know, the only way to break that cycle is to, to be abundant, right? If you had all the money in the world and people say, when I have a million dollars, I'm going to help this person and I'm going to help homeless people. Okay. Do that now. Right. Because nothing's going to change if you have more money, if you're not already doing it now. Exactly. And I think some of the great books, I think one is called the richest man in Babylon. They talk about Mm -hmm. uh, giving 10% first to charity, uh, 10% saving, and then live off the, the, say the other 80%. And they say that money is like the little people. Uh, you can make you can make them grow, or you can eat them. But if you eat them, you're not going to have any more little people. So, uh, so, <laughs> so the key is to make the little people keep growing. You know, investing in the in the right in the right ways, and keep it going. Now, the other thing is interesting. Another law, and this is uh, comes from the East, uh, kind of like um, Eastern philosophy, is the idea of non-attachment. And you may have heard of Hinduism and Buddhism and all that. And one of the principles is to give your the fruits of your labor to the higher, whether it's God or the higher mm-hmm. power, whatever you believe in. Uh, so that way you can work very hard, but you don't, you're not attached to the, to the uh, results of it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people get attached. Their ego is, you know, I got to make X amount of money and I didn't, and I feel like a loser. I feel terrible. Uh, as opposed to just, you know, doing the good work and, and, you know, and letting whatever comes, comes. Uh, how do you view that? Do you have non-attachment in your, in your case? Oh, yes. And and source will put me right back on track when I start to go back into the emotional attachment. Okay. So one of the exercises that I do with my clients is I, so everyone listening to this right now, they can also do this exercise. So in order to know where your relationship with money is right now, the best way to do it is to log into your bank account, mm. look at the number and tell me how it makes you feel. Mm. Because some people will look at that number and they're like, it's not enough. I don't have enough money. Oh, my gosh. I feel scared. I feel fear. I feel anxious. And some people will be like, okay, I feel safe. It's okay, but it could be more, right? And we don't know what that number is. Nobody knows. When I I do live events, I have people Mm -hmm. pretend that they're going to show the person next to them, and then they freak out. It's so funny. Okay, Um, Okay, so let me see if I get this straight. So you look at your bank account, and you see how much you have, and you ask yourself, how do I feel about that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what could be a response? I'm happy. I'm sad. I'm scared. Um, like, again, a lot of people will have just emotions towards it in general. Like, yeah, scared, nervous, excited. They start sweating. A lot of times people will mm. physically feel it in their body mm. and your body holds a lot of trauma. Your body right. holds a lot of all of your emotions. Right. Anytime your, your body is physically reacting to something like that, it's because your subconscious mind has deep rooted beliefs mm. about it. Yes. And so... Um, what that shows is that we have an emotional attachment to money. I'm mm. happy when mm. I have it right. and I'm sad when I don't. And that's why a lot of people, um, when they don't do the inner work and they don't get super clear on where that belief mm. actually roots from, because right. it has nothing to do with money. It has everything to do with self-worth. You know, mm. this means I'm worthy. If I have enough for that, that means that I'm, you know, it's, it's a validation and the not feeling worthy. Mm. So... Right. So it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of a balance. I mean, to, I mean, you want to have your goals and, you know, and your desires for a certain success. But then if you're attached to it, it can be the other. So it's kind of, a, you need a balance because you get overly ego identified with it. 
Now, the other thing you talk about that's interesting is the, the law of attraction is a perfect blend of the masculine and the feminine energies. And we know we have the yang energy, uh, the Eastern philosophy, which is the more so-called feminine, softer, receptive. And then the yang is the more so-called masculine, which, you know, men have, some men have more yang or yang, women have yin or yang. We had John Gray on the show. You may have heard of John Gray, Men Are From Mars, Women From Venus. He did a lot of books on relationships. He said, today, uh, women are becoming more of the uh, masculine energy uh, in the workforce because they're working. And some, mm -hmm. men, some men are becoming more of the feminine energy, which can be good. But then sometimes uh, in relationships, it, it becomes imbalanced because she mm -hmm. brings that energy home, masculine energy, relationships, and, and vice versa. So how do you, how do you tell, I know you teach a lot of women to uh, money manifest. So how do you help them balance the energies in that way, the masculine and the feminine? Yeah, it's it's so beautiful because I, I see people who are, they're, they're two one or the other, right? And for me, example, like when I was, before I even knew about manifesting, law of attraction, any of this stuff, like I was so much of the masculine. I had five jobs all at wow. once okay. because I wanted to make a lot of money. In my mind, did, I needed to work. Did you have work. a good man in your life though, a good relationship at the time? No. No. It was, it was just me. Okay. And I, I will say that because... Um, but like, it was all about work, 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 work. Right. And I didn't know why I was working. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how much money I wanted to make. I didn't even know how much money I physically made, how much was going in, how much was going out. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's why people get to that burnt out stage and they yes. realize, okay, they're, they're putting work over everything. And right. what I had to, or I eventually learned through a, another program is that I was working out of scarcity. I was working, <laughs> even though I was saying, I want money, I want money. Um, like my mind was telling me I don't have enough. That's why I need to go work. And so for me to step into this version of myself, okay, if I had a million dollars, what would I be doing today? Sometimes it's, yeah, going on a vacation and all that stuff. But sometimes it's just sitting on the couch, watching TV, not looking at your emails, not driving for Postmates. Right. And that was the hardest shift for me because it was more releasing I had to do. Yes. Um, and maybe it was me working on a course mm -hmm. instead of me going out and promoting it. So I feel like I, uh, when I, I see people who are too much of the masculine, again, it's just time to balance, sit back down mm -hmm. a little bit. Okay. And then there's people who need more of the masculine. It's right. like, okay, you got the ideas, you know, right. about law of attraction, you know, about manifesting. You just got to put that idea out there because source is like, I want to give you <laughs> money, but I don't physically have a way right. to exactly. send money to you. Yeah. Cause I love, love university. We talk about relationships a lot that it can be mm. with yourself another person or a higher nature. So the key is the balance. Are, are you happy in your personal relationships now? Do you have a good balance? Do you feel? Uh, I mean, honestly, it's always a work in progress, especially when it comes to money. It's like I, I noticed once material money started to manifest in my life, I was yes. like, oh, oh, my gosh, I got to look at my relationships. Right? <laughs> it shines lights in all different parts. Yes. And now I'm working that emotional attachment that we're yeah. that we were talking about earlier. Right. Right. Now I'm working on that with like okay. guys in my life. I'm like, OK, am I doing this because yeah. I just want attention or am I doing this because this person really cares about me. So it's honestly, uh -huh. the work never stops and it's I always see. in just I different see. areas. Because right. I can see some, I guess, uh, pitfalls. Like, does the person want me for me or the money is one possibility. Mm -hmm. Or are they unambitious, uh, different, you know, are they ambitious as I am? Mm -hmm. Now, do you think you can have a person that's very ambitious and not as ambitious, but they complement each other? Is that possible? Or do you think people should be equal level of money mindset? Ooh. Honestly, what I've noticed... And not only myself, but a lot of other 
couples. I've been coaching a lot of couples lately. I've been yeah. attracting them. Um, is the, the balance that I find is that one is most of the masculine energy yes. and one is the feminine energy. Well, the male I mean, or female, right? You could have the male is maybe a little more feminine and, and the woman's more masculine. Yeah. And that's Sometimes. actually the example that I'm giving right now from yes. my, the, the yeah. couple that I'm thinking of right now. Yeah. But they both have the same mindset. Oh. Like it's, it's not what they're physically doing. It's right. just how they think about things. Right. And it's like the other one kind of brings this one down. Mm. And then this, Relaxes. not down, but like to, to, to the level. Call, oh yeah. Call them down a little bit. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. then this one mm. is like, okay, here's what, here's when you need to move. Let's You're right. <laughs> And I think that is like the most beautiful types of relationships. And that's what I, even what I've noticed for myself is some people, I like, I do attract a lot of people who are like the same frequency as me, go, go, go. Right. But I've never seen it long-term. I was like, the people who I've really seen long-term are like, were a little bit more opposite of me, but right. they still think as optimistic and like, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Cause they're more of a calming influence maybe. And then you're the go-getter, you know, that you're excitable, but yeah, it balances out. Mm -hmm. You need to relax a little bit. The other thing I like about your work is similar to what I talk about is that money, I look at it as loving energy uh, because if you do something you love for work, you create something and then you receive this thing called money mm -hmm. from appreciation for that work. And then you go and buy goods and services. I uh, also appreciate that and loving energy flows that way. So it's a different way to look at, at the world. Uh, and you might even overpay a merchant. Maybe you go to a store, you pay a little extra and you think, well, I'm helping that person's family or maybe they have a problem. And they may also help you in return, right, the, with the discount. Or, or someone else may do that. Do you see money that way as well? Like, uh, it's not always like having the, the hardest bargain, but to help people in some ways. Yes. Oh, it's so good. Like, I like to call to call it the path of least resistance. And when now when I work with my clients, I can see exactly what their path of least resistance is. Like, when they talk about it. Like for me, talking about money mindset it was my path of least resistance for so long that nobody really pointed it out. Uh, and when I when somebody did, I was like, oh. And again, that's when all the material things started to manifest because. What do you mean by path of least resistance? You mean what comes naturally to you or what do you mean by that? Yep. So whatever it is, I like to say whatever it is that you can talk about. Naturally. Like think about the things that you're looking up on Google that nobody's like telling you to look up. Like yes. you know whether it's like stuff about love, maybe it's stuff mm -hmm. about health, maybe it's stuff about um, credit. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed that the people who really find the thing that they struggled with the most mm -hmm. and how they overcame it themselves. Mm -hmm. It, that's what ends up being their path of least resistance. Like it starts off as, as ideas, you know, mine was makeup business at first, but all of those things had to happen in order for me to fall into where I'm at right now. And I, I notice any time that I have clients who are excited, they're motivated, but they're not like following through and they're like, ah, well, maybe now it's not the right time. It's because I'm a reflection and I'm like, okay, well, who am I getting excited about? Mm. Who am I like, mm. like saying I want to do this and then I don't pay the money. Mm. Like for example, the vacation retreats I want to go on. And then I look back at myself in the ways that I'm not circulating money in the ways that I want to out of love, peace, joy, mm. and excitement. And once I make that purchase, it's so crazy. The money's like, mm. it goes back mm. into the circulation. Wow. Yeah. You're kind of an interesting blend because you're, you're very bubbly but you're also introspective. Mm -hmm. So I can see the extra external energy and the internal energy kind of in a flow, which is very interesting, especially at your age. 
you're captivating yourself through this passion you're saying. And the other thing is the money mindset. Now you talk a lot, a lot about this, you know, the, the belief system, abundance, you know, mindset, which is, you know, I can have success and financial success. And there's plenty, and there's plenty in the world to go around. Scarcity mentality is not enough, right? I'm competing with other people. I got to fight for it. And uh, they say that we have from 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts a day, 80% are negative. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like you're pre-programmed to worry and fear and certain things. Uh, also, but millionaires, they found 97% of millionaires believe they would become a millionaire before they became it. So they had a whole different mindset and that might be a whole different idea. So in terms of uh, limiting beliefs to uh, transforming beliefs, what, what is your best advice for people? Let's say they're stuck in that. And by the way, I know a guy that's a millionaire, but he's extremely tight and cheap with money. He never, yeah. he never pays for dinner. He always forgets the wallet. Uh, he, he doesn't drive anywhere to visit friends because he's afraid of the gas. I mean, even before the gas, just uh, years ago, and, you know, and before the pandemic, you know, he just wouldn't leave the house because he's afraid of spending. But he's got a lot of money. So that's a poverty mentality in a, in a wealthy person. Now, I don't know if you run across that too. So uh, how do you liberate people from these poverty mentalities? Yeah, I've actually worked with someone like that before too. And it was such a beautiful experience because I had been working with people who were trying to get money, trying to get money for so long. Um, and when she was conscious of this, so what happened, she actually started her business at a young age, 17, and her family was like, okay, now you got to take care of the family. Okay, now you got to take care of extended family. Yes. Okay, now you got to take care of the church. <laughs> <laughs> and so she actually developed a fear of making more money. And that's why she was hitting a wall. And once she started spending money on herself, circulating money, like giving money away, like, you, you know, doing the things that we just talked about, money just started flowing out of crazy places like for her. It was such a beautiful story. Yes. But to go back to your, your first question, um, it's like, Every single person that's listening to this right now already knows that they're a millionaire. Like it's it's already there. Like like if if you weren't already listening to this and again, it's the things that you're doing on your free time, the things that you're listening to. Mine started off with podcasts, YouTube, eventually courses, coaches, just other people. Um, it's like a deep knowing, and it, it it'll hurt so bad that you're not where you want you want to be, and it's not because of the material things it's simply because your soul is like i meant for more i meant for more i meant for more and so for me that like my my strongest power has been that i've always known that i'm going to be very successful i didn't know how it was going to happen i didn't know how you, you think you it was know. your dad did he program that in you do you think the, the money message or did, um, or did you get it uh, in some other way i think I don't know. I, I think it's something that maybe I, I don't even feel like it came from my parents. You know what I mean? I feel like it was maybe like a past life thing, like oh, where it's just right. like, no, that this is like, right. this is, this is a lifetime. So, so as a little girl, were you saving nickels and, and had a lemonade stand, that kind of stuff? or I did have a lemonade stand. <laughs> okay. It's so funny. I had a lemonade stand and I'll never forget this, but I put um <laughs> lemonade for free and i was trying to make money and i was so sad because oh. nobody was giving me money but it's because i put free oh so, okay i see but yeah it, it was like i've always known it I see. um okay. so when the shift really started to happen on a material world for me especially right. with kathleen and like yeah. um what i've learned is that 
I've always seen everybody else as very successful. Oh yeah, they're a millionaire. Oh yeah, look at the way they dress. Look at the way they talk. Look at yes. the way they speak. And the only thing that shifted was the way that I view myself. So mm-hmm. self love is mm-hmm. like, I love you, Anita. You're 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 great. How you are? Self um, care, getting my nails done, my hair mm-hmm. done. Self image is like. Who is that girl? You know, like, oh, look at the way I love how she speaks. Like all the things that people would say to me and I would take them in and I'd be like, okay, but I never seen myself that way until I started working with Kathleen and I was like, oh, so that's what I would say. If you're in this position, you have a lot of negative thoughts. It's like you have to get super clear on what those thoughts are because they're, they're just thoughts. And the more that you can look at yourself and say like, okay, what do I see in somebody maybe I'm jealous of? What do I see in somebody else who has more success than me? Because we're just a mirror. And like, you wouldn't notice those things about somebody else if it wasn't already in you. And the more that you can get around people like that and have those conversations and do those things that feel good to you, the more that those layers come off. I like it. Uh, That's a very positive energy. Now, you also have, Anita, a program, uh, is it called 31 Days to Abundance? Is that the idea? Uh, so yeah, no, not, not 30 days. So you have an extra day to enjoy the abundance and, <laughs> and, and party with it or something, or, or travel. <laughs> uh, and they talk about things like writing a letter to money, making money your best friend, and the law of assumption. But rather than talk about it, I want to see if we can put this into practice. Reggie, my producer, could you come over here? I want you to help my, uh, Reggie over here as a young man uh, who's um, been with me for quite a while. He's a, he's a great guy. Say hi to Reggie. Hi, Reggie. Now, Reggie's a little shy. I've been helping him in the relationship side to find a soulmate, and I even offered to pay for one of his dates, um, $100, right, Reggie, for that? Mm-hmm. Uh, now, he'd like okay. to be more successful financially as well. Uh, so tell us your situation uh, financially. Um, well, um, financially, I'm I'm doing fine. I believe um, I have I put money in savings and stuff. I mean, it could be worse or whatever, but at the same time, I feel like it could be better, you know, like, like you guys are talking about, you know? So. Okay, so help him out with his financial dreams. He's about, I don't know, 29 or 30 years of age, a single man. Uh, how would you advise him in this way to, to get to the highest level? All right, Reggie. Ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, a million dollars, extra million dollars in your bank account. Boop, I just sent it to you. Uh, what what time is it where you, where you guys are at? Uh, it's 11.30 a.m. Yeah, we're in California okay. as well. We're in California, so it's 11.30 you still got to do whatever it is you got to do today. You know, you can't just walk out and leave. I'm guessing. I don't know if you would, but, um, <laughs> what, what would you physically do today with a million dollars? Physically do. Oh man. Uh, I'd probably, I'm a, well, first off, I treat myself to something very, to a very nice um, lunch after work. Million dollar uh, yeah, lunch. Yeah. Okay. Million dollar lunch. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then, um, I'd, oh man, I don't know. Maybe I'd, Call it a day and just um, go out, go out somewhere, go exploring. Like you know, got a million dollars to to spend, right? <laughs> okay, so he's gonna spend all the money. Is that okay, Anita, or not okay? <laughs> yes, that's, no, no, that's no, it. No, no, but spend the whole million dollars in oh. one day. Is that good or bad to spend it all? Uh, I mean, it's whatever it is that you believe it is, right? Because I could sit here all day long, and what the first thing that you said is that you have money saved, mm-hmm. so that's good, right? But I also want to point out that sometimes saving money can be a form of scarcity, and this is what I talk about in the 31 Days of Abundance, because again, what we were talking about, not circulating the money, again, we've been programmed with beliefs of like, okay, I need to save it, and um, 
a lot of times when people, I've actually seen a story where a girl manifested over a hundred thousand dollars through her, a family member passing. And she was so scared of losing the money that she wanted to save it, save it, save it, that she actually ended up getting scammed. It's something mm. manifested. Mm. She lost all of the money. Mm. And again, our, our mind starts to, um, starts to self-sabotage because it's not normal for us to have that type of money. Mm. So like. Interesting. So now one thing I want to get back to, this is um, very interesting and different from what I expected. You said it's okay to spend the whole million dollars at one time uh, if that's what he wants. Although most people would say, no, that's wrong because you got invested, you got to make money from the money. But you have a different mindset. Tell us about that. So it's okay to just spend the money and enjoy it? Uh, thinking you make more money? Is that the idea that you can manifest more? Yeah. I mean, I would, uh, what I tell my clients to do is live by a 10, 10, 10 rule. So 10% save, 10% give away, okay. 10% spend on yourself, go get that lunch, right? Okay. Or just having some sort of structure. There it doesn't okay. have to be that specific right. structure. So $800,000 uh, for lunch. Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little too much, whatever. Maybe 500000 <laughs> uh, Okay. And any other advice for him? I mean, he's uh, still young enough. Should he invest in certain things? Do you give practical advice like uh, crypto or 401ks or anything? Or what, what do you tell people? Um, honestly, what I've been learning more, uh, I don't know a lot about crypto, but what I like to do is um, like that 10% that I'm saving, I do like to make my money work for me. I'm also really big on affiliate marketing. Like if I'm spending money on something, um, especially when it comes to like my business, like if I'm referring it and I'm telling other people about it, that I get my 10% for it. So oh. that way my, my expenses are getting paid, um, just ways that money can physically come to you without you working. So like crypto is like a really good example. Um, mm. Just okay. kind of passive income, they call it, where you, yeah. the money makes also, money for you in a sense. Yeah, because then you're building that belief in your brain and your brain is like, oh, money does actually multiply when I'm not working, when I'm going out to lunch and when I'm taking time off and going exploring, like doing those physical things, but also setting up your life. So it's like how money can physically come to you while you're not working there while you're sleeping is, is the best way to balance the masculine and feminine energy with money. Anita, how about the idea? You can say money cannot buy you love or happiness, but can it help you facilitate finding love or happiness? Do you think? I think money's an amplifier. So I, I've seen people who, um, especially when it comes to masculine world, you know, when it comes to money, right? Uh, is someone buying you a drink? Like, even though it's not like them physically saying, uh, it's it's the exchange for money, right? Like sometimes it's us saying no is what helps us with that. Okay. Without the detachment and like, I like you for who you are, not because you're buying me a drink. And I do want to point that out because again, in the beginning of my story, I just got in that vicious cycle over and over again, because in my life, showing money or people giving me money, my dad giving me money to go go shopping or whatever it was a form of love oh. and so i was like okay i need to detach from this and put the blinders and like really look at somebody for who they are not the material things mm. um okay. and again when i see people who who have abundance it's it, it's it's different <laughs> 
But you can see people who, again, have money, but they're not being abundant. They're lack m mindset. They're just negative energy. But then I also see people who maybe they're coming up and they're like working on that big idea. I feel like I'm more attracted to people like that because I'm like, you, you see where they're going before they actually get there. And it's kind of those stories where the couples have been together the whole entire life and then one person gets famous and nothing changes them. All right, Roger, so work on the big idea. Let the girl buy you a drink and, and, and manifest your money. <laughs> All right, right. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Thank Reggie, you. for coming by. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks. Good job. Okay. Thanks, Reggie. I think you inspire Reggie. Reggie's going to go out and make a lot of money and help people too. Right? <laughs> but one of the things also, I like the of helping people, you know, like uh, through your money as well, because that's going to generate, you know, love, right? Which is, I think, one of the greatest um, things you can receive fr from uh, what we do. Now, you do have some wonderful programs, um, Anita. Now, the thing about making money your friend and all that. Uh, and uh, what does that mean, actually, making money your friend? Like, physically seeing money as a friend. Like, I wouldn't sit here and tell you that you're the root of all evil. Ah. Yeah, I wouldn't say... Um, to your friend, right? You wouldn't say that to your friend, let's say, right? Yeah. You know, it's just like... When you start to see money as like an actual person and see it as a relationship, like pretend for my scenario, pretend money is my boyfriend, like stuff like that, mm. you start to treat it a lot differently. And one of the biggest things that I see a lot of people don't have, not only with money, but like relationships in general is trust. Uh -huh. And so <clears throat> you can say that you trust money, you trust it's going to be there, yes. right? If you really trusted that the money was going to come, you would let it go faster. Mm. You would give more, you would spend it more, you would circulate go. it more. Right. Um, and even little things that we do unconsciously, I talk about this in the 31 days of abundance, like looking at your phone right before you check out, you know, do I have enough money? Do I know that? <laughs> it's like little things. That's like an example of you texting someone. You said you're going to the store. Yes. Are you there? Are you there? <laughs> <laughs> and that's how right. it looks. Right. So insecurity and uh, possessiveness. Uh, pushes people away, right? And it pushes money away, possibly, too, if you think of it that way. But if you say if you trust it, you have faith in it in a positive way, then it will come to you, right? Just like a good friend will come to your house when they know you have good food and hospitality for them. So it's kind of a nice feeling. Anita, it's been wonderful having you on the show. You got a lot of great ideas and you're energetic. And uh, I think you love to help people, too, which is really the bottom line. Uh, and you get a smile on your face when you see that girl with the scholarship or someone else with their business success and uh, financial success. Now, uh, tell us a little bit about where, where can people go to find your products? Do you have anything that you can offer um, our listeners? Yeah, so um, you guys can tune into the, the Manifesting Money podcast. We post every single Tuesday. Uh, I post a lot on TikTok. So if you uh -huh. guys are avengers on TikTok like me, yes. I live on there. I'm live most on TikTok. Right. Um, but TikTok is Manifesting Money podcast. Mm. And same for Instagram. I actually love when people listen and then they screenshot and tag me on Instagram. Yes. Um, I'm a huge voice memo person. So if you ever want to reach out to me, ask me a question, I get messages every single day. And it's like, what, what, what is a voice memo? How does that work? Voice memo. So it's kind of like, instead of me just typing something, I can record myself for a minute and I can send oh, it to someone. Cool. And so I love doing those because they're more, more personal on yes. TikTok. I hardly message back, but yes. I get testimonies like every mm -hmm. single day, like even if people just get like they realize something from what I said today that's why I do what I do and I want to say that 
I'm so grateful to be on this podcast and sharing this because, again, a lot of people see the material things and they're like, once you realize you get to this point where the material things manifest, the things that you want manifest, and then you feel this like numb, it feels empty and you feel like cold. Mm. It's the worst feeling in the world. Mm. And honestly, I feel my most in alignment when I'm telling other people my story, when I'm telling other people about this work, because that's what actually brings brings me the joy, not the material thing. So thank you for allowing me to share. Definitely, yeah. So love really is the ultimate essence for all these things, whether it's money, whether it's relationships, whether it's inner peace. And the fact that you're doing all this is really a beautiful thing where you're creating this energy flow that's very positive. So we definitely want to have you back on the show. If you ever write a book and all, but what's your website again? Your website address? Uh, so manifestingmoneypodcast.com. Manifesting Money Podcast. Okay. So, uh, you know, we'd love to have you back on again and talk about other parts, maybe how money affects relationships, how money affects spirituality, and also with the pandemic, right? How people can make more money during these times. There's a lot of interesting topics we can get into. So if you, anyone wants to comment on the show or have a question for us, you can reach us at 310-226-8090. You can like us on Facebook at InvincibleU Official. You can write to us at InvincibleUNow at gmail.com. So Nina, again, it's been wonderful. I can see you're ready to rock and roll out there and do more things. <laughs> Are you, uh, any kind of music you're into? What's your favorite kind of music? I actually love, I'm, I'm a huge Christmas crazy. Oh, really? Person. Christmas carols uh, and the traditional kind of things? So. That's the kind of vibe I'm in, but like okay. my team's probably going crazy because I make them look. <laughs> do you sing at all? Do you have any singing abilities? No, I do Oh, not. okay. I always want to get my guests to do something fun, but <laughs> maybe we'll take singing lessons for this year. Then we'll become singers or something. Right? <laughs> that would be so fun. Right, again, it's been wonderful. I have you on the show. So Dr. Alex Avila, Invincible You, go out this week and help other people give what you want most in terms of uh, finance and also in terms of emotional connection and bring more into your life, whether it's more money, more love, and more happiness. This is Dr. Alex Avila, Invincible You. Until next time. That was a great interview with Anita Aguilar, Money Mindset Manifestation. And what I like about her, she has a lot of passion and also she has a lot of caring. She really wants to help people. And the financial is an, an element of the, the internal. When you have an internal positivity and happiness and love, you can attract financial and also security, financial security and wealth in many ways. So if you want to be part of our show, you can listen to Invincible You at Podbean, Spotify, SoundCloud and iTunes. You can like us on Facebook at Invincible You Official. Follow us on Twitter at Invincible You underscore. Follow us on Instagram at Invincible You Official. Until next time, this is Dr. Alex Avila with Invincible You. Go out this week and manifest money, success, love, and happiness. Until next time, Dr. Avila. 